Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Now, the rate of cruciate ligament injuries in Ireland is among the highest in the world, which could be down to the types of sports that are commonly practised here. Brian David is a consultant orthopaedic surgeon at the Sports Surgery Clinic in Santry and also Professor of Orthopaedics at DCU. He's been researching this area and he joins us now. You're very welcome, Brian. Um, just for those who don't know, and I think anybody who knows anybody involved in sport do know because you hear about it a lot. Uh, but for those who don't know, what is the cruciate ligament and why is it so crucial? Yeah, so uh, we've got two cruciate ligaments. Uh, one is the anterior one at the front, and we also have the posterior one at the back. So the anterior ligament is mostly is the most commonly injured of the two, and it's a very important. It's only a three point seven centimeter ligament, but it's very important uh, in sport because it controls rotation and stops our shin bone moving forward uh, in relation to our femur or, th- or thigh bone. So it's a potentially a career-ending injury, or used to, at least it used to be but it certainly can cause a lot of damage in the knee when, when injured. And is it easy to injure it? It's surprisingly easy, um, and that's, that's the problem. It, it tends to happen with non-contact injuries. So it's not when someone is being tackled, for instance, but when they're trying to evade an opponent, or what we refer to as pivoting, just moving quickly in one direction. So it occurs in 7 out of 10 times with non-contact mechanisms. So it wouldn't be, for example, uh, or, or correct me if I'm wrong, it wouldn't be a, an injury that you'd normally associate with athletics, for example, or racing, where you're just running in a straight line. It's more where you're stopping and starting and turning and twisting type sports. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly it. And a lot of those sports tend to involve a ball, and particularly in our sports we play, the ball is typically above the eye line. So you tend to be focusing on the ball, uh, catching it, and then an opponent's trying to tackle you or you're trying to evade them. So you're... Your, your eye line and your, your ability to move quickly can, can, be, uh, can be changed. So what are we talking about here? Um, GAA, hurling, rugby, may, maybe soccer as well? Yeah, soccer is a very high, high uh, incidence of, of ACL injury. Um, so all of these kind of pivoting sports we refer to as, and really they make up the majority of the team sports we play in Ireland. And as a result of that then, are our rates of cruciate ligament injury as I said, they're among the highest in the world. That's that's directly related to the fact that I suppose we have this love of GAA and, the, and then soccer and rugby too. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to really get a, a good kind of number of the injuries. A lot of countries, particularly in Europe and in uh, New Zealand, they have registries where we can look and get a good idea of the numbers of, of people who are injured. So we have different sports run data surveillance, like the likes of the GAA and uh, rugby, um, so we can get a, a picture of how common the injury is, but certainly our levels would be equivalent to the likes of Australia, who plays a very who play a very similar type of sport. Yeah, I know you mentioned it could be used to be career ending, less so now. What happens then if you if you get a cruciate ligament injury? So it all depends on the age of the of the patient. Really, there's people who are slightly older, in their forties, perhaps we can treat these injuries non-operatively. But for young patients, we tend to uh, recommend reconstruction, particularly if they have any other damage within their, their knee. And the idea is you need to control the rotation in their knee and give that patient a stable knee. So we can't repair them. They've tried doing that in the past with, which, with very dubious results. So now we have to reconstruct the ligament by taking a graft, typically from the, from the patient themselves. So that sounds like quite an involved treatment, quite, quite serious surgery. Uh, well, it is a serious surgery. Now, we've, we've refined the surgery over years, so it's, uh, it's not 
the career-threatening injury it used to be and our techniques and our ability to diagnose injury have certainly improved. So, you know, nowadays it's a pretty routine surgery for us. Obviously, the, the prognosis for the patient or how they're going to do in the future is based not just on their injury to the ACL, but also to the other important structures within the knee, such as the cartilage or the shock absorbers, which we refer to as the meniscus. So they really determine how a patient does in the long term. Um, there is also an increase in women being diagnosed with ACL. Now, I know we were doing a story a couple of uh, months ago on, on this programme where that was partly being linked to the footwear that women were wearing because the footwear that women wear in a lot of sports is actually designed for men and doesn't take into account the different weight of women, etc. And, and the different weight that they move. But is, is, is that something that you will be seeing as well? Women playing more sports now, obviously, as well, and women being diagnosed with more ACL injuries. Yeah, I think there's, it's a multifactorial reason as to why women tend to be at greater risk in certain sports. But what we're certainly seeing is a greater level of participation of women. So therefore, we're seeing the rates uh, increase in terms of the number of women presenting to us for reconstruction definitely increases. I think there was a very worrying trend in Australia where I was working for the last eight years where they're seeing a huge epidemic of ACL injuries, particularly in the young female population. Um, from the ages of 12 up to 18. So, you know, I think similarly in Ireland, I think we have more organised sports at a younger age, particularly for, for girls and young women, and therefore our rates are increasing. So if you're listening then and you have children involved in sports, some of these sports that you've mentioned, what, what do you do to try and, and, and reduce the chances of, of them getting an ACL injury? Well, the, the great thing is, you know, a lot of the sporting bodies that I mentioned have fantastic initiatives in place to try to reduce the rates of injuries. I think they were initially referred to as injury prevention um, strategies, but really we can't prevent injury. It's just reducing the the risks. But these um, warm-up exercises have been shown to reduce the rates of injuries by up to 50%. um, And they're included as part of a warm-up. They have the GAA 15, you have FIFA 11, and then the uh, rugby as an equivalent warm-up technique. So if you're to do anything, it's to encourage your, your children, but also the coaches, to get involved in this warm-up because they're really very effective. Okay, so the warm-up really matters then. It's really Absolutely important. Absolutely matters, yeah. Um, is this something then that children, you know, a lot of injuries, the more wear and tear in the body, the more likely you are to injure yourself. You know, the older you get, the more likely you are to injure yourself um, with some stuff. So is, is it something that children have a bit more resilience against? They're more bouncy. <laughs> Sorry uh, they, to use yeah. a medical term, but if yeah, you know what I, I mean. I think they can be bouncy at younger ages, but what we typically see is when they become less bouncy is when they get to the adolescent stage that okay. there is probably increased risk there. And really, you know, they're, they're, the rates of, of injuries in these patients, once they've had an ACL injury, they've at great risk of re-injuring the same ACL, even though they've been reconstructed, but also injuring the contralateral or opposite leg, the uninjured leg. So this is the group that we really focus on. We refer to them as high-risk groups so whereas we can try to mitigate by reducing the rates of injury, when we have patients who have sustained these injuries, we have to think quite clearly in terms of how we reconstruct them and is it sufficient alone to just do an ACL reconstruction or do we have to do something else to try to reduce the rates after surgery? All right, really interesting to speak to you. Thank you very much for joining us. That's Brian Devitt, Consultant Orthopaedic Surgeon at the Sports Surgery Clinic in Santry. 